Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. Tonight we have a real privilege. Uh, We have a few of our interns preaching tonight. Every year we ask them to prepare a few messages and share them throughout the year. And we had a couple intern preachers a couple weeks ago and we felt to give a few of them an opportunity to share their messages here tonight. And so we ask them to to prepare and share a message uh, about what God has really been doing in them this year during the internship, but also something that they feel as they share on this, it's gonna impact the lives of the people in this room and who are listening. So I really encourage you to be expectant as they share. Um, well, our last uh, message tonight is from an amazing woman who's been a part of the internship program for the last two years and she's really impacted so many lives uh, and she's been a real inspiration in mine as well. And so I really would love you to stand to your feet and welcome to the stage, Jazz McConnell. Firstly, I want to acknowledge God. Secondly, I want to acknowledge my church family. And also, I'm really excited and nervous to speak again tonight. A little bit like Alea said, really wasn't prepared for it. I kind of thought after the last one, I can go home and sleep now. All good. And then I got a text and I honestly didn't understand the text because I'm so technically challenged. I thought, who are they talking to when they're asking these three people to speak? I'm thinking, who's the third person? (laughs) And Rose said in the text, "Um, I think that's you, Jazz. (laughs) So anyway... So I'm really excited to be back up here and be a part of this. And um, yeah, just really awesome. I didn't get to hear Rose and Alea last time. And I just think, wow, how they all just fit. You know, the puzzle pieces are just amazing how God has been talking to us about the same things. We're on the same journey. Yeah, so tonight I'm talking about perspective or mindsets. So because I'm so technically challenged, I actually had a picture to bring and um, I thought, yeah, I'll be really good and I'll send it today. I'll get it all sorted. Once again, I had a technical issue and it didn't arrive. And I thought, okay, Lord, that's in your hands. It's not going to happen. But the picture was of an old lady and a young lady in one picture. And you could see an old face and a young face. And my question was, which one do you see? And some people see the old one. Some people see the young one. Some people see something else, to which I would say you need help. Um, But anyway, (laughs) so anyway, as some of you have heard me speak before, because I'm a second year intern, I'm a mother of five, grandmother of four. I have an amazing husband. I love church and I love being an intern. So anyway, um, last year for me was predominantly about stepping out into my identity and what that meant for me. And as Rose quoted, once I knew who I wa- whose I was, I knew who I was. Um, I'm no longer performance-based as I had been for many years previously, but I inherited a belief system built on God's truth that He says who I am. 
stepping into my authority as a daughter of the Most High God, not driven by good behaviour, but good beliefs. Um, I interned in worship last year, and I wanted to grow in that area as I was part of the worship team here. I have learned whether on stage or in the congregation, we can worship God with our lips, but our hearts can still be far from Him. Worship is actually an integral part of us. We were made to worship because of relationship and connection to the Father. Over the last year, God has been revealing to me truth, giving me a new perspective, and has challenged me about old habits and mindsets. Getting God's perspective is a new process and will help us from falling into fresh new lies the enemy will often tell us. Every belief that doesn't have hope attached to it, then you are believing a lie. Some days are easier than others, and that's where the rubber meets the road, they say. You know the old saying, practice what you preach? Well, I ask myself often, what am I preaching? Or shall I say, what am I believing? So I'm just going to tell you a short story. As I said, I'm a grandmother of four. Um, my One of my grandsons, well, actually my only grandson, he is five and his name is Jack. And he's quite the character. Anyway, one day he was at our home and he had this terrible habit of always saying, for the children in the house, don't do this, um, he would say, oh my God. Anyway, one day he was in the house and was comp- repeatedly saying this line and I said, hey Jack, mate, you know, Let's have a conversation about this. Actually, who you're talking about is actually a friend of Nanny's and trying to phrase it in a way that a five-year-old would understand, which he looked at me and went, eh? (laughs) So I went, okay, all right. But I think he got it. And after a while, he just sort of stopped. And then over the next few weeks, he'd come over and with a little bit of coaching from his older sister, I would hear her say as they got to the door of the house, don't forget, we're at Nanny's. And they'd come inside and he'd walk around the house. And one day he took my husband's hand, walked around the house and he was pointing to things going, oh my gosh, oh my goodness. And anyway, I thought, oh, this is going well, you know, and he'd look at me. Anyway, um, one afternoon I picked him up from school, thought, let's go to the cafe. You know, they've been good. We'll go and have a treat. We're sitting at the cafe, and next minute something happened, and a very loud voice, he goes, oh, my God. I went, oi, Jack, settle down. You know, what did I say to you about that? And he looks at me, he goes, silly nanny, we're not at your house anymore. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I thought, oh, my gosh. You know, I thought the boundaries, (laughs) nana, Oh my gosh, Nana hadn't set the boundaries. As far as Jack was concerned, there were none. As that was there. It ended at my house. Anyway, God is changing my perspective. Before I started this year, I asked God if I should do another year. Because, you know, now that I'm a second year too and I need to pray about these things and be very deep. So as I just didn't want to do it because I didn't want to do it to please anyone else. I wanted to make sure I did it for the right reasons. So God reminded me of the story of Martha and Mary, and I'm sure a lot of you know that. Martha and Mary are sisters, and Jesus was invited to the home of Martha, who was distracted and running around while Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet, taking in all he was saying. Now, once upon a time, I would have been the Martha, and you can ask my family what that looks like. Um, But anyway, Martha was getting cross with Mary and said to Jesus, why don't you tell Mary to help me? 
Jesus says, why don't you stop doing what you are doing and basically come and do what Mary is doing? Spend time with me. Stop making sandwiches for me that I didn't order. I felt God was inviting me to spend this year learning to be Mary. Spend more intentional time with Him. Mary, in fact, was a worshipper and that meant connection with the Father. So quote by Eric Johnson, for those that don't know him, he's Bill Johnson's son from Bethel Church. And he said, I do not pursue God to get more. I pursue God because I know there is more. As part of my curriculum this year, I've been doing a correspondence course, study run by the School of Bethel. The first study was called Kingdom Culture, Living the Values that Disciple Nations, which was essentially a studying of their 13 core values that are biblical-based. Also, the scriptures attached to that core value and how we can apply that truth principle to our life and thinking. And currently, I am listening to a study called Thriving Church Leaders. Now, let me qualify the word leaders which is not necessarily people who are in leadership positions or who have leadership titles, but are people that are people of influence, are influencers, because they take hold of biblical principles and instill hope into situations that would appear hopeless. There are no hopeless situations, only hopeless people. I'm going to read a short excerpt from the book Kingdom Culture, that speaks about core values. Core values are like roots that nurture and sustain a large tree in a great forest or small seeds that become food, producing plants in a thriving ecosystem or even like a foundation of a building that supports a structure, making it safe and sound and orientating it to the rest of the city. They are the deepest beliefs that direct our lives and when groups share the same values, culture is created. However, core values are not just foundational and orientating. They are filters or lenses by which we interpret experiences. A significant core value that has been big in my world this year is God's word transforms. Sorry. Romans 12 verse 12 and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God this scripture is not just about renewing your mind because we but because we do that it also changes our heart condition and motivation for why we do what we do defining the core value God's Word brings us into closer relationship with Him, transforms us into His likeness. God encounters us in His Word. Faith is released into our life. Truth empowers us to believe who He is, who we are, and how He wants us to live. And in the younger generation, they would say, boom, truth. (laughs) So what does that mean? The Bible should lead us into an ever-growing relationship with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Bible is infallible, but our interpretation of it might not be. When we declare God's words, we partner with Him in transforming the world. 
When I have lost God's perspective for things or in the natural, they have appeared too difficult. The following two scriptures have been a significant part of my declaration for most of the year. I'm sure you're all familiar with them. Zechariah 4, 6. Not by might, not by power, but my, by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What does this mean? The Bible says that the wisdom of the world is foolishness with God. There is no amount of human intellect or skills sufficient to accomplish the work of God effectively. It takes the presence, enablement and power of the Holy Spirit in our lives to fulfil this. And I've just put a little thing in there, just talk, sorry, something that came to my mind about last week, if you're here in the morning service, about taking hold of the mattress. And also this morning about how the Holy Spirit is our comforter. And He's not our comforter just so we feel comfortable, but it's actually in those scary places. He's the comforter. So I just wanted to um, say over the last year and a bit, you know, I've had many opportunities and I've taken opportunities for, to pray for people. We have a saying amongst the interns, courage comes quickly when we don't think about it. And man, have I needed it. <laughs> I had over a few occasions in the last year and a half had, been, had the um, privilege of praying for a guy that comes into my work regularly. God, um, I had prayed for him for neck issues, for back issues, and God had either instantly healed them or within 24 hours. I've also had times when I've prayed and have not seen evidence of healing, but have been able to instill hope into the situation. And one of my more recent times of praying for this guy, I was believing and praying that God could heal another back problem, but wasn't seeing or feeling any evidence of it. I was disappointed and I conveyed that to him, to which he replied, it's okay, Jazz. I trust you. In fact, I would trust you with my life. I knew then that God was doing something far bigger. God was allowing those opportunities to create a place of influence. Trust was built. God had changed a mindset, mine and his. Overcoming Mindsets. I've been reading a great book called Victorious Mindsets, full of scriptures that confront the lie and replace it with truth. It was written by a guy called Steve Backland and definitely life-changing and mind-changing. If you've never read it or you've never seen him, you're in for a treat. <laughs> so just another great quote before we finish. If you speak the truth, you can't believe the lie. So what I want to actually finish with, with is a couple of declarations. So if you could all stand to your feet. Ooh. So we're just going to say these together. Um, I'll say it and then you can say it. Now with a declaration, I don't know how you do declarations, but when I do them at home, you know, it's about declaring and I don't know if you... Well, I don't know how you declare, but I get quite um, animated, um, quite loud. And I find when I start, by the time I get through half of it, it sort of becomes a bit of a, you know, quite forceful. But anyway, so what we're going to do is if you can just follow me and repeat after me. So the first one is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
God has not given me a spirit of fear. God has not given me a spirit of fear. He gives me power, love, and self-discipline. Because I am transforming my mind and renewing my mind with His Word, I have a God perspective. Amen.